thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, a study published recently in Circulation, estimates that the US Food and Drug Administration's added sugar label could prevent or postpone nearly 1 million cases of cardiometabolic disease, including heart disease, stroke, and type 2 diabetes over a 20-year period in the US alone. According to their press release published in ScienceDaily.com, the FDA's mandatory added sugar labelling policy, set to take effect between 2020 and 2021, could be a cost-effective way to generate important health gains and cost savings for both the healthcare system and society in the United States. The study, led by researchers from the Friedman School of Nutrition Science and Policy at Tufts University and the University School of Liverpool, says that the analysis is the first to estimate the potential health and economic benefits of the new label. In 2016, the FDA announced several mandatory changes to the Nutrition Facts label in order to provide consumers with enhanced nutritional information. Among the changes was adding the grams and percent daily value of added sugar content, which would help consumers limit categories from added sugar in accordance with the recommendations of the 2015 to 2020 Dietary Guidelines for Americans, which suggests limiting added sugars to less than 10% of calories per day. Specifically, the analysis estimates that the added sugar label could prevent or postpone over 350,000 cases of cardiovascular disease, almost 600,000 cases of diabetes, could gain over 700,000 quality-adjusted life years, and could save $31 billion in net healthcare costs and over $60 billion in societal costs. The links to this research article, as well as the Science Daily press release and the guidelines from America are all in the show notes. My points around this is that it's great that we finally recognize the issues with sugar in our modern diets and moving beyond the demonization of fats. Having said that, limiting your added sugars to 10% of your daily categories isn't a big stretch. If you're getting 10% of your daily calories from added sugars, it's still a very high amount and should not be seen or implied to be the ideal diet. It's also a shame that we're only looking at added sugars and not recognizing the impact of high levels of processed carbohydrates and sugars in our diet and also in the government dietary guidelines. As well as this, the risk is that only concentrating on the sugar content on those macros is going to push people towards foods containing artificial sugars, which may well be even more deleterious to health than the sugars themselves. It's still a very reductionistic way of looking at food. The problem is that if we're just looking at the macros, it also doesn't take into account the food quality, the chemicals in the food, the chemicals in the farming processes, and also how the food is processed. Whilst it's great that some food manufacturers have already voluntarily complied with these new labeling laws, it's also a shame that the compulsory labels have now been delayed until 2020 for big manufacturers and 2021 for smaller manufacturers. Why the delay? Who's influenced this? And will they influence again before it comes into effect? I certainly hope not. It'd be great to see if Australian food labels were forced to similarly differentiate between sugars and added sugars. I think it's really important we understand the difference between sugars and added sugars. You know, the sugars in our healthy whole foods, fruits and vegetables, differentiated from processed sugar being added in at a later date is really important. I also think it's important that it's just part of a conversation around the amount of sugars and carbohydrates in the food, food quality, looking at the whole bigger picture. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. 
To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.